the professionals of professionalism proudly present Lewis Howard Live. Your crisp communicator with principal insights for pop culture with a tech edge. And now a man who needs no introduction, Lewis. Yes, indeed. This is Lewis Howard, and you have joined Lewis Howard Live 24-7, international podcast reaching around the world. We thank you for being part of the conversation. We try to make it fresh. We try to make it new because we want you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. So we appreciate you joining us for, hey, let's call it for real, unusual conversations these days Anywhere around the world, everybody's conversations are a little bit different. And so we are excited to, uh, not really excited, but we want to help and uh, send a word and a thought that we believe can help uh, engineer and navigate you through the challenges that you face. And so uh, we're going to talk about living up. In a down world. How do you live up in a down world? Right? How do you live in a world that is filled with chaos, disaster, no ready answers from leadership, tragic consequences? Every day the rules are changing. We have new terms that we were not using six months ago social distancing wasn't even a thought. And now it is now a part of how we are living. So how do you live up, right? Because it's not good to try to come on and do another positive, optimistic show about how, you know, seven steps to this and seven steps to that when people are losing their job, friends, loved ones, businesses, and things like that. So you have to find a conversation that's relative to the moment. How do I live up in a world that is going down, that's living in chaos and fear and uncertainty? You're a parent. How do you get up every day and explain to your kids why they can't go out to play like normal? Your partner, how do you explain to your wife or husband how we're going to economically make it when our business is shut down or I'm on furlough or can't work? That's real life. And so we asked the question is, how do I live up in a down world? So one of the things I like to do, I know this is not for everybody, but I like to study history. I like to go back in time to see how other people lived up in a down world because I'm not so arrogant and high-minded and self-centered to believe that I'm the first person in humanity to ever live in a world that was filled with chaos, danger, death, 
confusion and everything that we're dealing with now. It may have been called by different names, but it was no less dangerous. And so what I like to do is I like to go back and study individuals, study countries, study things that people had to survive that was relative to their period of time of living. And so one of the individuals that I chose was Nelson Mandela. Nelson Mandela, for those who don't know, who maybe you've been on another planet and don't know who Nelson Mandela is, he was the president of South Africa. He was the first African to be president of South Africa that came from the black African majority. But Nelson Mandela had a background. Nelson Mandela had a story. Nelson was from a king's tribe. He was son of a king that had adopted him and taken care of him. And he moved to the city and he became a lawyer. And so he joined a group called the African National Congress. And it was a group that was fighting against apartheid, which was the segregation order of its day that kept the majority, which were the black Africans, away from the minority, which was the white Africans. And so there was a separatist country, and the African National Congress was its uh, force majeure right, of its time to try to change and disrupt what the leadership of the South African nation had put into play. And so Nelson Mandela joined the African National Congress. He fought in the courts. They marched on the streets. They stood against apartheid. Now, again, this is in the 50s, right? So this is, you know, quite a long time. If you're a millennial, that is eons ago, right? And if you're 40, it's a little ways ago. If you're 70 or 80, not too far away, right? So it just depends on where you are, how relative that time period. But if you were a South African living in that time, you had to find a way to live up in a down world because most of those people lived in places like Soweto, Johannesburg. They were the ghettos. They were the poorest of the poorest places and they were segregated into those places, much like America did uh, post-civil rights and our pre-civil rights, a lot of segregation that went on. So back to Nelson Mandela. So Nelson Mandela, because he became so famous as a fighter and a warrior, was labeled a terrorist and an enemy of the state. And so he was put on trial, him and the African National Congress membership, and the courts found them guilty of terroristic acts and sentenced Nelson Mandela to 27 years in a prison. Hard labor. And if you have never experienced hard labor or don't know what hard labor is, it is essentially taking big rocks and breaking them into little rocks all day long in the hot, burning South African sun at Robbie Prison on Robbie Island, 
right? That's what the man was sentenced to. And so one of his quotes that he actually said was, it would have been easy to become broken and to stay broken. In other words, it would have been easy to get down and stay down. Ain't no future if you are sentenced to 27 years in prison. What can you plan for? What can you look forward to? What do you look up to when you have 27 years of hard labor in the sun every single day? Go in as a young man, come out as an old man and miss almost three generations of living. What do you have to live up to? Here's what Mandela found to live up to. And it is what I want to send as an encouragement to many of you that are struggling right now to find something positive in the current situation and environment that we are in globally. This is not just a United States problem. It's not a Canadian problem. It's not a Japanese problem. It's not a Chinese problem. It's not a Brazilian problem. It's not a German problem. It's not a Filipino problem. This is a world problem. And everyone at some point is struggling to find something good and something positive about what's going on. Doesn't matter how much money you have. Doesn't matter how much square footage you have. Doesn't matter how much horsepower you have. Doesn't matter what your bank account number says or do not say. It does not matter what your credit score is. We're in a crisis, a chaos, and you've got to decide in your mind, how do I stay up in a down world? So Mandela said, again, it would have been easy to become broken and stay broken. He said the one thing, one thing, right? You just need one thing. You don't need a hundred things. Mandela found one thing that helped him stay up in all that he had to, to do. In his cell was a very small window, and that window allowed him to see the sky and to see the sun. And that was all that it took for Mandela to keep hope and to become Madiva, father of the nation. That's what it took. That's a small thing in a big situation, isn't it? A little bit of hope. And so what I want to encourage each of you, 8 billion of you, and at least the one who's listed to the show, I want you to find one thing in your life that you can look out to that will give you a little bit of hope and a little bit of encouragement. Maybe it's your child. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's the hope. Maybe it's past accomplishments. But find something, because if you don't find some way to live up in a down world, then you're going down in the down world. And I don't want to see that happen to you, right? It's more than the government rules and, and finding vaccines and finding a cure and wearing masks. And let me just take a little cue on the mask thing. Some of you look awesome in the mask, right? We're wearing masks around the world. Some of you look pretty cool. Some of 
Ladies, you look pretty hot in a mask. Others of you look darn right scary, okay? I kind of get a little nervous with some people that I'm seeing wearing the mask. Now they got skulls on the mask and they got, you know, crazy stuff on the mask. We done gone crazy with the mask. So wear your mask responsibly. All right, that's my commercial on the mask. But anyway, so Mandela finds this little window. Don't know how big the window is. I've seen pictures of the window as they allow tours through his cell. It wasn't a very big window. We're not talking about a a living room window. We're talking about like a tiny bathroom window. You know, little bathroom windows they put up just enough for you to see out. That's probably the size of the window that we are talking about that gave him enough hope to endure 27 years in that prison and find a way to keep hope and stay up in a down world until he got out of that prison and ultimately became president of South Africa. Now, that's a story. That's living up in a down world, right? That's not me making up something. That really happened. Finding your life, somebody that lived up in a down world. We got thousands of years of history to look back on to find in principle how people lived up in a down world. So I know my monologue unusually long, usually already into the show, but I felt like that it was important to spend this time talking about what's real, what we all think about, what we all don't talk about. I see people walking down the street and they're acting like nothing has changed, everything is good, but it's like the duck that's on the water that looks like is absolutely calm, but when you look on the water, the feet are pedaling like 100 miles an hour, right? Because we're human beings and we're being impacted by this. So find something good in your life. There are good things still happening. Heaven is still doing good. The divine is still doing good. Allah is still at work. God is still at work doing good things. How do I know? Beautiful children are born every single day. They're still coming, right? They're still coming. We have beautiful children that are being born into this situation. They have no clue what they have stepped into. They are innocent. They are pure. They're everything that represents good. That's a good thing in a down world, right? We're finding that pet adoption centers are running out of pets for the first time in the history of their existence, There was a story out of Florida that they had no pets left because doing the stay at home, people were adopting pets and puppies. That's an up thing. That's a good thing. There are many more stories that are being developed. There are many more things that are happening that will help you live up in a down world. But you have to choose to live up in a down world and not just go with the flow. Right. Ninety eight percent of the people that are getting the covid-19 are actually recovering. I know the numbers are daunting, but the percentages. They weigh in our favor. Right. I know in some places that may be higher or lower, but we're seeing higher percentage of people that are getting this thing are recovering. That's good news. That's reason to look up. 
right? Now, if you're in the epicenter where I was broadcasting or doing the show from, Seattle was the first epicenter of this thing, and now it's moved to New York. I've talked to friends in New York. It's pretty dire, but they're still finding ways. Why? Because he's got a nine-year-old child that he's got to get up every day and talk with about what's going on. He's got to stay up in a down world. So it's not... It's not a cool thing. It ain't a positive thing. It ain't no mantra. It's something you got to choose to do if you want to walk through this thing day by day and step by step. All right. Great inventions have come out of the most disastrous of times. Look at history. Just go study history and it will show you what was created that some of which we're still enjoying today came out of disastrous time. All right. So. Think about that. Meditate that. I want to challenge you again to find something, one thing, just one thing in your life that you can be optimistic, that you can look up to and to think about what your life will look like when you get through. Not if, when you come through. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to leave you with a few things that I think will help you live up in chaos, live up in the world that we are living. This is Lewis Howard. Thank you for joining Lewis Howard Live. We'll take a quick break. We'll be right back after this sponsorship message. Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS or go to millionaireclub.org. The New Home Council at thenewhomecouncil.com is an independent team of industry professionals working together to meet the changing needs of the new home building industry through education, promotion, and recognition. With over 900 members strong, the New Home Council is passionate about being a resource for builders and all professionals in the new home industry and their success. Become a member today and help support this great cause by going to thenewhomecouncil.com to learn more. That's thenewhomecouncil.com. Hey, this is Lewis Howard Live. Thank you for being part of the conversation. And I almost forgot to welcome all of our new listeners on Spotify, iTunes, Apple, and podcasts. And of course, our original format right here on Blog Talk Radio. We appreciate you. We appreciate the thousands of downloads we've had for the show and hundreds of downloads we get from each show. We appreciate you telling a friend and telling a friend to tune in and listen in and become a part of the conversation. Hey, before we went to break, I was really talking about this living up in a down world, right? Studying history, making living good on purpose. That's what you have to do. I've got to decide that I'm going to live up on purpose because if I sit and watch too much of the information, that's hard to stay up. It's hard to stay up when you spend time hearing about 
negative stuff. I know people that are checking the COVID-19 meter every second around the world about how many people have succumbed to that. I think that's too much. I think that will wear on your psyche. I think that's tough to stay up. Do I want to be aware of it? Absolutely. But I don't. Do I want to be overwhelmed with it? No, I do not. Right. So there is the fine balance. So I just want to share with you, I think, some things. If you missed the first part of it, go get the monologue. It was a really good one. I uh, probably spend more time than I normally do. But I just want to share with you some things, some principles for living up in a down world. Number one is to be proactive. In life, you're either reacting or you're proactive. Right. You're either reacting to the news, you're reacting to the information. Right. When this first came out, people reacted. What did they do? They went to the store and bought all the toilet paper that they could get. Okay, that was reacting. That's not proactive. You don't need that much toilet paper. Right. So you're reacting to the news. People are hoarding sanitizer. Right. Reacting, reacting. Okay. Proactive is, how can I take this moment and make a difference? What can I do in my business, in my family, in my life to help? Here's a story I'll share with you really quick. I was talking to my friend who's a, who is a chef in New York. And shout out to Reflection if you're listening to the show. And he was sharing with me how he goes to the market every day because he's a chef and they're going to the store and different things. And, and he runs across a woman who is struggling to walk down the street because she's aged, but she has no one to help her and she needs to get to the store. My friend Reflection sees her and offers to help to get her food and get her back to her apartment. And along the way, they had a conversation. And lo and behold, out of the conversation, they found out that both of them were from Washington. She went, which is, you know, where we're doing the show. And one was from Bellingham. The other one's from Arlington. And she had graduated from Western Washington University all the way in New York, making a connection, right? So be proactive in terms of how you manage your day and how you contribute. What does your Facebook post look like? Are you just reacting to the political news or the political fight or the political disagreements or the latest news? You're just reacting, you know, copying and sharing, right? You know how people just copy and share, copy and post, right? They don't never come up with anything original. It's all what they've read, right? That's not being proactive. Right. I have to get up and lead multiple companies in the leadership role. I got to be proactive. I got to be proactive on what we're going to say, how we're going to manage, what we're going to implement, what are we going to do? If you're a leader out there, you got to be proactive. There's no such thing as a reactive leader, not a good one. Right. If you are a parent, right, managing your children, you got to get up and be proactive because some of you are having to homeschool them. Right. To make sure they get their education. Many of you are working from home. What time do you get up? If you're sleeping to 10 o'clock, that's not being proactive. Right. You need to get up, get fresh and be ready to be on top of the day, even if you're just staying at home. But I'm keeping my mind up in a down world. See, 
I'm staying up. When I'm proactive, I'm staying up. When I'm reactive, I'm letting any information come into me that might affect me. Number two is manage the intake of fearful, negative people and information. How much information do I need about COVID-19? How much information do I need to know about how many people have succumbed to this horrible thing? How much do I need to know? I don't need 24-7. I don't need that that's all that's playing on my car radio or all that's playing in my office or on my device or on television. I don't need that. I don't need to talk to people that that's the only conversation they want to have. I understand that it's a topic of the day, but there are still other things going on in life alongside of this. There's still things that's got to happen. There's still things that's got to be done. So I want to be proactive by guarding the amount of information that is coming into my ears that will help me stay up. Because then if I can control, for me, I get an update once a day. That's as much as I need to understand what's going on. So I get my update, I get it, I understand it, and I can go. I'm, I have enough information that I can talk intelligently about it, but I'm not overwhelmed with it. I'm not inundated with every 15 minutes. It's not breaking news, breaking news, right? That is to stop you and interrupt your thinking cycle so you can pay attention to that information. It's an old news tactic that's being used, breaking news, right? And most of it is not breaking news. Most of the stuff you've already heard, but they want to get your ears and eyes paying attention. Number three is establish consistent routine and activities daily and weekly for you, yourself, and your family, right? What do you do first thing in the morning? Is it turn on the news, right? What are you doing? What are you doing proactively? What are you doing activity? What's your routine? Me, I get up. The first thing I do is I get my meditation on. I get my positive deposits in me and I get up. I do my exercise. I'm ready for the day. Right. I'm ready for whatever call, text, email, post information comes my way. I'm ready. So that's how I start my routine. Right. I, I have a task to do list. I write those out every week. And so I can daily manage what I'm accomplishing. What are you doing? What's your routine? Right. All of our routine to some degree has been altered because of this. So now you have to make an adjustment in your routine. It doesn't mean you throw your routine out the door. If you were exercising before, you need to still exercise. If you're reading and meditating before, you need to still do that. If you were planning and doing those things, you still need to do that. Right. Number four is you show what you know. Okay. You show what you know. So what you know and what you believe will show up in your life. It'll show up in your post. It'll show up in your conversations. It'll show up. So what you know, right, will show, right? As my spiritual friend has said, the God that you know is the God you show. So what we know and what we gain and, and knowing is knowledge. What I'm taking in as knowledge is what I'm going to show out. So if you're around me, you're gonna, I'm going to show some positive stuff because that's what I'm taking in. I'm going to show some up stuff because I'm taking in up information, right? I, don't need, I know the reality. 
So I don't need down information. Right? You show what you know. What do you know? Right? And if you don't like what you're showing, then get some new no. I know that doesn't make sense, but follow with me, right? Number five, be mindful of the dangers, but focused on the opportunities. I've got to be mindful of the dangers. No question, this is dangerous. The numbers bear that out. But I've also got to be focused on the opportunities from how I talk to my child, my spouse, my friends, my partners. What are the opportunities here? Are there opportunities to serve and give? I'm going to unload uh, 18-wheeler of food so we can take the families that can't get to food banks, okay? That's the opportunities, right? There are opportunities here. There are businesses that's going to restructure their models that's going to be more profitable because of what they've had to go through, right? They went through a to-go model and they find out it's actually more profitable than having a full restaurant. So we're going to see things. What are the opportunities Or is it just all gloom and doom and I'm just reacting and I'm just waiting for the next bad information so I can tell 100 people? You know, when I walk up and down the street place where I live, 90% of the people, guess what they're talking about, right? They're not talking about other things and yet there are other things still going on, right? Lastly, decide what you believe and walk in that and quarantine the rest of that, right? Put that on a quarantine. Put that on a stay at home, right? I don't need those things running around in my mind. So I'm going to put that uh, on the shelf. I'll get back to it later. But I want to decide what I want to believe and what I want to do and how I'm going to get myself through this thing on a daily basis. I hope this has been helpful and a bit challenging for you to get some insights to this. And um, we're going to keep having these conversations as we move through this. And we thank you for your support and response to that. And I want to send comfort and courage and strength and uh, support to each and every one of you that is fighting and battling this thing in your own way, in your own country, your own place, your own state, wherever you are uh, catching us on the program. We'll see you again. We'll be back. We'll do it again. Uh, Another show, another edition of Lewis Howard Live, determined to help you be the best version of yourself. Lewis Howard of Lewis Howard Live has partnered with Amazon Books to bring you his dynamic, life-changing book. From Here to There is the best-selling biopic journey of Lewis Howard's road from adopted child in poverty to achieving over a billion dollars in real estate assets. Lewis shares his secrets and principles, which helped make his meteoric rise to the top an inspiration to millions. Lewis Howard, From Here to There, available on Amazon Books at createspace.com slash 450-6888. Get it today. The Millionaire Club Charity is one of Seattle's oldest existing charities. In addition to job placement and employment services, the Millionaire Club provides job training and licensing to help workers become qualified and job ready, from nutritious meals and sack lunches to housing assistance to stabilize their lives. Despite its name, the donors to the Millionaire Club are ordinary citizens with a desire and passion to help fellow citizens overcome the barriers of employment and housing. For more information, call 206-728-JOBS. 
or go to millionaireclub.org.